At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good. Glorious Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It is Brian Ortega. In for the vacationing Kelly Bidlin this morning. Good morning to you, Brian. How you doing, man? Good morning, Gil. It's always beautiful to be on. It is always early. it's always beautiful to have you. Um, Thank it's you. a it's a packed morning. But next week when you're here with us, we love when Brian is here. We take advantage of his Oscars expertise. His very I hope you won't object to this. His very sort of almost borderline snobby cinematic Oscar ex- expertise, along with his great knowledge of television shows and restaurants here in Vegas. How about that? We thank do you. That. I pre- I appreciate that, Gil. I always love it. <laughs> I knew you. I knew you would. JVT is on uh, line one, by the way. He'd like to talk to you as well. Uh, we'll do that. Before we get into everything, because we have a packed show, uh, NBA draft, obviously, front and center, which we'll get in here momentarily. John Legaso on baseball. Ben Wilson, what a college baseball game last night. Honestly, that uh, with apologies to Florida, that should have been the championship game last night because that was unbelievable. Uh, but Drew Dinsick will be here to talk basketball with us and review the draft yesterday, as will Nick Whalen from Rotowire, Adam Finkelstein from uh, CBS Sports HQ, Jason Weigart from Under a Cloud of Smoke. We'll do it all this morning. Uh, real quick, I want to get this in. If, if, you have, uh, if you're a VEASAN subscriber and you're at the VEASAN.com slash picks page, there's, I have three tennis picks this morning, two of which are in the same match. It's about to go off on the ladies' side. Uh, it's Kudermatova uh, against... Alexandrova. It's Veronica Kudermatova against Ekaterina Alexandrova. I am on Kudermatova. I got her at minus 119 last night. It was on the picks page at minus 119. If you can get her below minus 130, it's still a play. But by the time we're here on the air this morning, I'm seeing a lot that are into the minus 130s. I would not play it at those prices. If you do it, you're, you're going a little rogue on me, but I got her at Kudermatova at minus 119. If you can play her in the minus 120s, have at it. I also have the total over 22 and a half in that match. That you can certainly still play. Uh, Alexandra and Kud- uh, Alexandrova and Kudermatova, who are about to start. And then a little later on, a dog play. I got talent Greek sport plus 173. Um, I'm seeing plus 158 within 15 cents. Absolutely okay on the plus side. Talent Greek sport going up against Andre Rublev. Those are your tennis picks this morning. Now, front and center. The NBA draft. Oh, what a glorious day it was yesterday. Congratulations to everybody who is a listener to this show and everybody who tailed on Brandon Miller to go number two. Not just listeners of this show, but anybody who had Brandon Miller. Uh, Certainly everybody here did. I did. Kelly did. Uh, Vegas Refund. Luke Swain did. JVT did earlier in the week. 
all of our NBA draft folks stuck with Brandon Miller at number two. And that's where it ha- that's what happened yesterday. Victor Wenbanyama, of course, goes to the San Antonio Spurs at number one, a generational player, best prospect since LeBron. But Brandon Miller from Alabama ends up going to Charlotte at number two. Scoot Henderson from uh, the G League's Ignite here in Vegas goes to the Portland Trailblazers at three. Amen and Asar Thompson go four and five. The Thompson Twins, hold me down, Brian. But this day yesterday was unbelievable from just a, again, one of these moments in time in the arc of certainly VEASAN as long as we've been on the air and, and one of these moments in time that we will remember for many years to come when it comes to sports betting as we do, say, McGregor Mayweather as its own thing, as we did the Paulo Boncaro call last year as its own thing, Tankapalooza, uh, the Atlanta Braves cascade of picks last year, uh, Ega so many times, you get the idea. This was one of these moments yesterday where I never wavered on Brandon Miller going number two and, in fact, piled on. Let's start at the beginning. We got off the air yesterday. Remember, Kelly and I were on air 24 hours ago, and Brandon Miller was the favorite to go number two in the NBA draft. He had started the show in the high minus 300s. By the end of the show, he had sort of drifted into the low or mid minus 200s as still the favorite to go number two in the NBA draft last night. And so we were, you know, we were keeping an eye on it. We had crack on. We were, you know, we kept interjecting like, oh, here's what Brandon Miller's number is. We get off the air at 8.56 a.m. Pacific. By the time 9.30 rolled around and I was at home, much had happened. Shams Charania, uh, who is famously, among his other jobs, also works over at uh, on FanDuel TV. Shams, Shams Charania, at 9.13 a.m., put out this tweet. Sources, Scoot Henderson is gaining serious momentum at number two with the Charlotte Hornets in tonight's NBA draft. Hornets have been torn over the last week between Henderson and Brandon Miller. Team has final meetings today to settle on decision. So he was at DraftKings, and now I did the whole timeline yesterday. I logged all of this because I'm a Shugana, but I wanted to do this because I, I, I kind of figured I knew where this was going to end. Uh, turns out I was right, but it could you know could have gone against me, but I did it anyway. So by 9.39 a.m., Scoot had become the minus 360 favorite at DraftKings. Miller had flipped to the plus 205 dog. And it remained, you know, more or less a big Scoot favorite. It drifted a little down into the 200s, but Scoot was still a big favorite up until about, you know, 12, 10 p.m. He still was a big favorite. And Adrian Wojnarowski, who famously two days ago when I made my first five bets on Brandon Miller, um, two days ago had come on ESPN and said right after one of the college baseball games, the Hornets have solidified their position, his word, solidified their position on drafting Brandon Miller. That's what it triggered my bets, five of them the other day. He came on at 12, 10 p.m. yesterday. This is with the betting markets having Scoot now as a massive favorite, and he doubled down on his position, doubled down on it. Um, and at that point, when he doubled down, by the way, when I say double down, he like looked into the camera, Brian, almost like staring down Shams, his rival, in terms of breaking news. And I, I was convinced at that point, I went back to the original Shams tweet that caused all of this. Um, because what I, and, and what I thought to myself was, you know, there was probably some bettors during our show yesterday who just on the basis of big plus money were like, you know, we're going to take some scoot. At big plus money. And then Shams, whether he knew about that market moving or not, or whether he just wanted to inject himself into the story, uh, I was convinced that he did that. And it was kind of, if you look at that tweet, because you said gaining momentum, the way that that Shams wrote that, 
it was almost like he was free rolling the audience, literally. Because if 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 Scoot did go number two when he said Scoot's gaining momentum at number two, then he would be right and he'd get all the glory. But he has an out by just saying, oh, gaining momentum. He wasn't really calling a shot. So at that point, I convinced myself, I'm like, Woj is right. And remember, I went against Woj last year with Boncaro. I picked Boncaro to go number one. I bet Boncaro heavily to go number one. It was huge for all of us who did. That was the one time Woj was wrong. But instead of everybody, like everybody seemed to be piling on Woj. Well, he was wrong last year. He's likely to be wrong this year. No, I sort of thought Shams was the, uh, the guy that was posing on this. And I do mean posing because Woj couldn't have been more definitive. So at 12, 10 p.m., I bet Brandon Miller again, plus 174 to go number two. Four minutes later at 12, 14, I bet him at plus 200. By the way, if you don't believe me, talk to Will Hill, talk to Chris Felica, talk to Drew Dinsick. I could not have been more resolute in all of this. So the day goes on. By the way, Woj ends up happening to beat, uh, he ends up happening to beat uh, Shams by 30 seconds on the report of the Chris Paul to the Warriors trade, which was just sort of a funny aside. But at 1.07 p.m. Pacific, Jonathan Gavoni's final mock draft has Miller going number two as well. And so that solidifies my thinking and my position as well at that moment. Uh, And the day goes on at 1.15 p.m. Bookmaker, one of the offshore pillars, briefly takes down number two, the number two market. So you're like, okay, because the only thing at that point that could beat those of us that had Brandon Miller number two was a trade. A trade would have beaten us. Like if somebody had given the Hornets this massive offer to get number two, that team that's trading in would probably have taken Scoot. So that was the only thing we were really betting against, in my humble opinion, at that point. And sure enough, not only did the trade not happen, but then the market moved. And boy, did it move. By 3 p.m. Pacific, Miller was a minus 210 favorite from minus 120 to minus 165 to minus 180 to minus 210. This is all in the 2 o'clock uh, p.m. hour yesterday. It did briefly go down. It got as high as minus 270 on some credit accounts. By the way, on credit accounts in the morning, minus 750s on Scoot were being reported by some people. This was now as high on Miller as minus 270 at 322 p.m. It did go down just a tick a bit after that. There was a little last Scoot surge in the market, and then Miller soared by 424 p.m. Miller was back to a minus 280 favorite, and then last I saw a minus 324 favorite. And in fact, Brandon Miller goes number two to the Charlotte Hornets at number two. And congratulations once again to everybody who bet it. Um, And really, I want to say thank you to all the books that booked the NBA draft, just like we thank them for be- for the ones that do the NFL draft. The drafts, and this, this gets to a more macro, so why do I say all of this? This gets to a more macro betting discussion, which is, again, there are sports you're going to, if you are so inclined, if you want to be serious about sports betting, that one day you may originate. I originate tennis. The picks that I gave this morning, I originate all my tennis picks. That I do by numbers. That I do by data. I do that pre-flop. That's one way to bet sports. There's obviously different ways where you can, we talk about college basketball, specifically we in-game bet college basketball and the total based on pace. Todd Wishnev is a master at doing that kind of thing. There's all kinds of ways, but drafts are informational. And the NFL draft this year was a loser. We said one of these days we're going to run into a draft that's a loser. And finally, the NFL draft this year was that. But all the other NFL drafts were fabulous winners. And now the NBA drafts, one after another, have been big winners. And the lesson in this, more than anything, is... Have your conviction, have your resolution, be a bit of a poker player. Look for tells when you see on these volatile markets, on draft days specifically, because now we've gotten to a point 
where it's so liquid and everybody, you know, the, the big the big shops like DraftKings are booking these now, that these markets are liable to do this a lot. Uh, certain big markets in, in particular drafts, last night obviously it was for the number two pick that was had all eyes on it in terms of betting. Um, but be a bit of a poker player, read tells. Uh, in the end, also with Shams, let me just say this. Because he works for a network at another sports book, I do think it needs to be brought up. Um, not only were you free rolling your audience, not only did it seem like you were injecting yourself, and by the way, Woj stomping all over him in a tweet later in the day, all the way through Charlotte was going to pick Brandon Miller. But it does sort of bring up a little bit of a conflict of interest thing where it's like, hey, dude, why did you say it that way? Did you want did you want to move someone way or the other? I don't know. I'm just saying questions can be raised from that. So he shouldn't leave himself open to that. We'll come back. We'll talk more basketball. Nick Whalen from Rotowire. Winners and losers next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. We also hit um, the under five and a half on Asar Thompson. Had him at plus money. Mentioned it on the show yesterday that I got at plus 139. When we were on the show yesterday, uh, it was about minus 106. Recommended that bet. I hope people took it. By the time the draft happened, Asar Thompson to go under five and a half was minus 280. So I hope folks jumped on that as well. Drew hit everything. We'll talk to him a little later on. Uh, on the show, Drew Densick. And I really, man, I just want to drive home that last point that I made here right before the break. The, and for those who are like, wait, but did, didn't Woj? Woj doesn't work for a sports book. Woj works at a mainstream media company. He's just breaking news. So like last year, he's allowed to be wrong. Everybody's wrong at times. Sorry. If, you, if, if you're waiting around, waiting for one of, for all of us to be wrong at some point, you will get your moment. Trust me. We're all wrong at some points. Man's allowed to make a mistake. But uh, I don't know. It was a little odd yesterday, and by noon, it was clear anyway to uh, to some of us, at least I. it was clear to me that uh, that Shams thing was completely vague and, dare I say, well, I won't even use the word shady, but it, it was certainly suspect, let's put it that way. Nick Whalen joins us from Rotowire. You can follow him on Twitter at Nick Whalen, but substitute the L with the number one. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. Uh, didn't get a ton of sleep last night. Obviously, you know, the NBA draft went until basically midnight central time uh, out here in Wisconsin. Had a bunch of stuff to do uh, coverage-wise for RotoWire. But I, this is in my top three, you know, favorite sports sites of the year. So always a lot of fun and, you know, looking forward to to looking at the futures market here and discussing yeah. some of the fallout. Well, let me let me riff on that just for a second before we get to your, to your betting thoughts. So we, I'm on the, we're obviously in the Pacific time zone here in Vegas. The first round doesn't end till 11.15 p.m. So it, excuse me, 8.15 p.m. So it's 11.15 p.m. East Coast. That's when the second round starts. If you don't have bets on this, if you don't have bets on this, it is an impossible watch. Because unlike the, the NFL draft, we, don't, we, we haven't seen all the players, right? So, and by the way, I had bets up until the fifth pick. After that, I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll we'll see who else gets picked, and and I'll ask experts who know whom no more of fits, and and 
we'll get their betting thoughts tomorrow. But just from a sheer, let's say we had no bets, from a sheer standpoint of watching, the LSU wake game in college baseball was so much better. Shouldn't ESPN at least separate the first and second rounds on different nights or just not televise the second round? It's too much. Yeah, I, I mean, it was almost three and a half hours of the first round last night. And, you know, each team is on the clock for five minutes, but the clock expires and then they go to commercial for right. four more minutes. Yes. And the pick is still not quite in. I mean, it was it was crazy. I actually went back and looked. I mean, we were we were like 25 minutes behind schedule compared to last year's draft, which I remember felt like a long draft. So, yeah, I mean, in theory, you know, it should be a quicker process than the NFL draft where they have more time on the clock. But yeah, especially, you know, outside of the lottery, it felt like this thing was just dragging on and on and on. And look, I mean, for, for people like us, like I'm going to watch no matter what I, I love the NBA draft so much. I love college basketball. I, I want to see, you know, it's kind of a moment in time. If you, if you consider yourself uh, an NBA historian. So I, I want to be there for the entire thing and see if anything crazy happens. But yeah, if you're a casual fan, I mean, that, that is a, almost an impossible ask to sit there and, and sit through 58 total picks. It, it is an impossible ask, but for, for the basketball heads among us, who are, you know, looking to see, okay, what, where did the needle move? Obviously, Victor Wembanyama going to the Spurs, but that was already baked in to whatever the markets feel about the San Antonio Spurs was already baked into Victor Wembanyama props. What was, was there any movie? Yesterday? Well, let's start with the trade before we get to draft picks. Chris Paul to the Warriors, where Jordan Poole goes the other way to the Washington Wizards. To you, was that a positive for the Warriors or a negative? I, I think it's a slight positive, but you know, I think at, at this point in his career, you know, Chris Paul is just a much bigger name than he is a, a producer. And you know, I, I think Golden State is is really going all in on uh, an older build. We're assuming they're going to bring back Draymond Green, although I don't know that that's a guarantee. I think they're going to face some competition for Draymond in the open market. But I, I think he comes back, and you know, like I, I'm never against teams adding high-level Hall of Fame talent. But you know, when that talent is almost 39 years old it becomes a increasingly risky. And I, I just don't love the fit for Chris Paul in golden state. Uh, is he the backup point guard? Is he playing alongside Steph Curry? You know, if you're doing that, then all of a sudden, I guess Clay Thompson's playing the three and, you know, somebody's getting squeezed out of that starting lineup. Um, you know, in theory, you want Chris Paul on your team. I, I totally get that. Maybe, maybe they, they really pull back on his workload and he plays 55 games and 25 minutes a night. Like he's at that point in his career where he could kind of be, you know, Jason Kidd on the Mavericks. I think that's the blueprint, but you know, even if you're, let's say you're in the NBA finals, can you get away with playing Chris Paul and Stephen Curry 35 minutes together in a situation like that? Like, I, I don't know if you can. So I, I think to me, this was more about Golden State, you know, trying to dodge that extreme luxury tax that they were going to be in, getting off that Jordan Poole contract and, and getting an asset back. Chris Paul definitely helps them. But look, if I'm Denver, if I'm Phoenix, you know, even the Lakers, I don't look and say like, oh, no, we can't beat the Warriors with Chris Paul. Yeah, I think I think you said it right at the beginning. I think it's an incremental gain upwards, but I do agree with you. Like I think Chris Paul becomes a change-up player for them. Like I don't think it's yes. the offense with Chris Paul. It's like, okay, now for something a little different, right? And it's the the Chris Paul version of the Warriors at that point. But listen, those right. guys are smarter basketball people than we are. So they they've obviously figured out something with that or at least they have a theory about it. Um so we'll see how that goes. What about a, you know, a team off most people's radar? that really improved in the draft yesterday that you might actually think should induce a bet. And I'll give you, I'll give you one option here and you'll tell me what you think about them. And then you can tell me who you think, but one is, you know, the Houston Rockets to me, 
I don't know if you'll, you think they'll threaten for an NBA title, but maybe to make the playoffs. Amen Thompson goes to them fourth, and then Cam Whitmore drops all the way to them at 20, which, say what you will about Cam Whitmore and the absolute volatility of where everybody thought he might or might not go in the draft, but that's a steal at 20, according to most. Yeah, Houston did well last night. No question about it. Uh, you know, would I bet them at 350 to one to win the title? Not necessarily. No. Uh, yeah, most folks, you'll probably have to wait a little bit to get those, you know, playoff yes, no odds, win totals, things like that. Uh, but no, I, I think Houston got a lot better. And Houston has also given us indications that they want to add some veterans to this roster. Like, I, you know, could be James Harden, but even if it's not, I, I, I think they're going to kind of make sure that they're not this like 20 win team that's just, you know, playing AAU ball like they have been for the last couple of years. So I, I think they do want to make the playoffs. I think they, obviously they have, you know, a core of young players that are trying to develop Jalen green, Eamon Thompson, Cam Whitmore, uh, Jamari Smith, you know, last year's top three picks. So it's still a youth movement, but I think they want this to be more of a controlled environment with some professionals around those guys going forward. So I don't, I don't think it's crazy to think Houston could push for a play in spot next season. The thing is though, Gil, like there's, to me, the Wizards are really the only true tanking team right now. And and maybe between, you know, now and October that changes. But I, I think both conferences are going to be really competitive again. And there's not this prize of Victor Weminyama dangling out there where you have teams like San Antonio and Charlotte and Detroit and Houston just packing it in from day one. Like, I think all these teams kind of are convincing themselves that they could be okay next season. Now, you know, the Charlotte Hornets don't think they're winning the title, but you know, internally they're thinking, man, if Brandon Miller's good right away, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe we could be the, the ninth seed in the Eastern conference. So yeah. um, given that environment, it, it's going to be, I think more difficult than usual to even get into that play in zone because 29 out of 30 teams think they can do it. Where was there a bet that leapt to mind? Were you like, okay, this team, I could see myself making a bet on this team to do whatever. Hmm. You know, I, I would look at the, I, I'm a DraftKings sportsbook guy. The, the options are still relatively limited uh, there right now. Um, but, you know, I, I would look at Miami at 14 to one to win the title. Uh, you know, I think that Damian Lillard trade is still perhaps hanging out there. Um, and, and if they get Damian Lillard, if they're able to turn, you know, Tyler hero and parts and picks into Lillard, I think that team all of a sudden becomes really, really interesting. But the Lillard situation is, is, getting kind of crazy to me because I just, I don't see this team going into next year with four guards that, you know, three need to be developed. And then one is a 33 year old superstar, right? Like Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, now Scoot Henderson and Damian Lillard. Like I, that's not tenable whatsoever. I think Damian Lillard ultimately gets traded. If he wants to win a title, like he claims he does, that's not going to happen in Portland. It's certainly not going to happen in Portland in the next year or two. Um, but the question is, you know, if, if it's a team like Miami, if it's a team like Philly, those are, those are kind of been the big two. You know, Philly's building that deal around Tyrese Maxey, you would think. Miami's building that deal around Tyler Hero, you would think. But if you're Portland, do you want to bring in another guard in that situation? You know, just, you know, kind of replacing Damian Lillard with a younger guard to add to your core of three more younger guards. So that, that situation to me is going to get really, really messy. But I think the Damian Lillard landing spot is what could ultimately swing some of these title odds for teams that are already contenders or borderline contenders. Yeah. I thought Jaime Jaquez jr. To the heat. My immediate reaction Ooh. was what a heat kind of player he is <laughs> like, this is just so perfect that this is just in their mold. And I will say this, and people can accuse me of being in the tank for the warriors. And I am so guilty as charged, but I think Brandon Pajemski, uh, Brandon Pajemski at, at 19 from Santa Clara. If you ever seen him play, love it. It's oh, yeah. pretty he's a, awesome. He's a Milwaukee native. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there you go. Space. Shout out Milwaukee. Nick Whalen's uh, stomping grounds. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it as always, man.
Hey, thanks for having me. Nick Whalen from Rotowire at Whalen. Substitute the number one for the letter L. A little baseball break with John Legasa. Hey, Legasa's back. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We appreciate it. It's all brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Brian Ortega in for Kelly Bidlin. Still to come this hour, Jason Weingarten from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California. I think he bet uh, Rose Zhang again in. Uh, the LPGA tournament this weekend. So I think he's riding that. We'll find out everything that Jason is betting on a little later on. And Drew Densick, Drewski, from uh, both the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast. We'll talk about uh, not only the great day he had in the draft yesterday, but what we learned. Again, the uh, the Shams Woj thing yesterday, because I think that was very telling in terms of future drafts for all of us and how we can uh, remain steadfast with our conviction on some stuff. Uh, we'll get into all that with Drew coming up in a bit. Um, we get Let me just read four because there was a misunderstanding that has to be cleared up, Adam. Let me just read a couple here. Chili Gambler, fully expecting uh, Gil and Kelly to come on the air this morning and be broadcasting live from Vegas Refund, Luke Swain's private island. Well done on Brandon, fellas. Luke Swain had himself a day again, 11-3. and three. R. Johnson, the realist underscore RJ, said, College World Series last night was one of those situations where in college basketball the semifinals ends up being the championship game. I hope you're right. Uh, and then this is where I wanted the clarification here. And God forbid we let this hang, Brian. LFC title records. Producer number 22, that's what he called you. He said, almost slipped up and gave out Gilly's super secret sushi spot. And Jesse Welch said, okay, so now we know that the sushi place requires a reservation, question mark. No, different place. The sushi spot is something different. He was talking about a different spot. Brian doesn't know what the sushi spot is. Either. So people, people are like, oh, he almost slipped up. We're going to give it. We're going to get it next week. No, 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 we're not. No, we're not. Sorry, spoiler. Spoiler, what's the opposite of a spoiler alert? Spoiler killing? Super secret. Super secret. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I call my buddy Adam Stanko, who runs 24-7 Sports, full content uh, director over there, and I said, hey, Adam, you want to do your annual NBA draft appearance? He's like, no, I got somebody way better than me. Let's bring into the show for the first time from CBS Sports HQ, Adam Finkelstein, college basketball insider. Great to meet you, Adam. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so the NBA draft happens last night, obviously. No drama at the top. Victor Wembanyama, generational. Everybody's saying it. Going to the San Antonio Spurs. Who knows just how Hall of Famey he will become and how soon we will see that. I'd like to sort of ask you, because you're the, you're the college basketball guy, like who was the guy, let's go with a match. Who was the guy that went to a certain team where you're like, okay, that's an unbelievable draft pick for that team, and that actually ought to move the sort of gambling market needle. Well, I think that in terms of like uh, team building, you really had to do like what Portland did because, um, I mean, they walked into the pick. Everybody knew Charlotte was going to take either Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson, and Portland was going to take whoever was left on the board. That ended up being Scoot Henderson. Um, but, but what it does is it allows them to really accelerate their rebuild without trading Dame Lillard. So, you know, there were people wondering in terms of, uh, I'm sure there's implications in terms of over under for total wins next year, if if Dame Lillard was going to be on the market. Um, I think Portland might've even floated the idea of trying to trade for Bam Adebayo in in an attempt to kind of, 
uh, convince him like, hey, we're trying to get another superstar to pair with you. But anyone who, who follows the Heat know that that was a package of young players and, and draft picks was not one that the Heat were going to be particularly moved by. They've been on the record as saying they don't really believe in the in the draft. Uh, but Portland was able to to do two things that, that aren't really done in the modern day NBA. And that is to start the the rebuilding process with two potential future all-stars in Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson and simultaneously maintain a roster that can compete for the playoffs with, with Dame Lillard, as long as he's still willing to lead that group, potentially re-signing Jeremy Grant. So I don't know that they're going to have to bottom out and, and quote unquote tank uh, like you see most teams having to do to really start that rebuild. Is that a, I mean, in your opinion, is that a shrewd way to go about things? I mean, other than keeping your fan base, you know, engaged while you, you know, you remain afloat, if you will, in the NBA, but you know how it is. There is a purgatory in the NBA where you can be, you know, you can be good, but only so good. And ultimately uh, a championship is not really realistic. Do Do you think that if the Blazers do in fact keep Dame Lillard and they run this back with Scoot and Dame, that they fall into that category, like good, but you know, not really a threat. I think that their rebuild has already begun. It's just masked by the fact that Dame is still there. So um, the fact that, that, so on the surface, it may look like purgatory, but for most fans, they don't, you know, most fans would rather win 35 to 40 games than, than 20 games. Um, and, and that's the position they're in. And they've been able to stay in playoff contention while adding two potential future all-stars. So to answer your first question, um, I think some of it is just fortuitous, quite honestly. I mean, it was a really shrewd pick last year to get Shaden Sharp where they got him. Uh, for three quarters of the year, we weren't sure how good of a pick it, it, that it was because Shaden Sharp was viewed as one of the highest risk, highest reward prospects in last year's draft. Now, when Portland kind of realized that they weren't in position to to make a playoff run this year and they started to tank in the last 15 games of the season, Shaden Sharp gets in the game and you see what he's capable of. And all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, now this is a really good value pick. Now this year, they just kind of got the guy that was left in their lap when Charlotte decided to get Brandon Miller. Uh, but I think Dame Lillard becomes an ideal mentor for Scoot. So as it, as it relates to next year's win total, I think what happens is actually they don't fall off like we might have expected them to do if they had to move Dame Lillard. If they get to keep Dame Lillard and they don't have to trade him to start that rebuild, they can continue to kind of uh, play where they are, play within contention of the playoffs. And, and for fans, for season ticket sales, for, for franchise revenue, that, that's all really, really relevant. Yeah, it's it, it, you know, and it strikes me before we move on to another. It strikes me as a little ironic too, because this is the very franchise that in 1984, you know, was like, well, we can't draft Michael Jordan because we got this Clyde Drexler fella, so they didn't yeah. want to duplicate there. And to to whatever extent you feel, Scoot and Dame are are a duplicate in quotes. Obviously, not exactly the same player, um, but it will be interesting with the Blazers. What what beyond that? Like you know, I was mentioning the Rockets. Not only did they get a Men Thompson at four, but Cam Whitmore ends up falling into their lap at 20. Were yeah. they a big winner for you? Was there a big loser in the draft for you? Yeah, I think uh, Houston's certainly a big winner. A team that is is in rebuilding mode is is supposedly going to be big game hunting and free agency. You've seen some of the James Harden rumors, uh, Fred Van Fleet. But, you know, a week ago, they were perceived to be 
contemplating a men Thompson versus Cam Whitmore, they ended up getting both of them without having to make a deal. That's amazing. Uh, because Cam Whitmore, because of the the because of some of his workouts, because of some of his interviews, because of some of the medical, and I think the the most accurate way to say it is because of the combination of those three factors, he ended up falling more than anyone could have anticipated. Again, a week ago we thought he was in play at four, wouldn't get past five. Beginning of this week, we first reported that Detroit was having some some concerns at five and all of a sudden, there were teams from from six through ten starting to do their due diligence on Cam Whitmore, and and then the fall just kind of spread like wildfire. And as you know, Matt Norlander said in our broadcast last night, it, it seemed like it was almost becoming groupthink at one point, where you're passing on one of the higher upside prospects in this draft. He slips all the way to twenty. So I'm not sure what the immediate ramifications will be in terms of next year's win share. But if you're talking about long-term assets um, that give you another high upside young player in Houston, and they've got like five or six of them now, I mean, it, it, that that is a major win for Houston, especially uh, with a, a head coach coming in, in Udoka, who is known to be a no-nonsense caliber coach. In fact, Jalen Brown was the guy we compared Cam Whitmore to before, and and Udoka was the one who really um, helped Jalen Brown play the best basketball of his career to date. So I think that's a phenomenal marriage. Yeah. And then, you know, I was thinking with the Rockets, I'm like, and then they'll get James Harden and mess it all up. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, well, the, that's, that's the last thought. For, that. Fortunately for them, I think James Harden is just using them to get a year or two extra from Philadelphia. Yeah. So, you know, oh, maybe so. Let me ask you, I, I asked this earlier of someone else, but I'll ask it of you too, because the dubs made the big trade yesterday. Jordan Poole, I guess they just, they're like, we don't want this contract anymore. And they sent him to the Wizards. The Wizards obviously didn't want to hold on to uh, Chris Paul uh, in that whole Kristaps Porzingis trade. And the, right. war- the Warriors end up with the point god, if you will, but an aging Chris Paul. No more Jordan Poole. One would assume Draymond Green is coming back. I still don't buy that he's not. In, in the end, and by the way, they, and I mentioned, they, they draft Brandon Pajemski from Santa Clara. Yeah who you've probably seen more than I do, but I, ha- I have watched him in, in, the, you know, in the WCC tournament last year. He's a really exciting player, really good in multiple ways. He's also a great shooter, just add another shooter. So people think, oh, well, the, the, the Warriors are losing shooting. Well, they're getting some back with Pajemski. Do you think the Warriors are better today than they were yesterday? You know, to be honest with you, I think it's addition by subtraction. That had become a, a non-tenable situation. Ever since Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in, in the, the preseason, he got suspended. Uh, they were not the same team. Uh, listen, I'm no Warriors insider, but Draymond Green had talked about this publicly, that that he didn't, didn't feel comfortable asserting himself to the same level, didn't have the same voice after that. And from a sheer basketball perspective, Jordan Poole, the guy who was supposed to kind of be the bridge to the future, uh, for these these veteran Hall of Famers became such a glaring defensive liability uh, last year that he was just picked on time and time again. And when you've got a 35-year-old Steph Curry out there, you need to surround him with plus defenders, not minus defenders. So I think Jordan Poole had to go for a variety of different reasons, regardless of how you feel about Chris Paul. Um, this is a little bit, they get a little bit of, of um, financial flexibility here. And, and that's a bit of an oxymoron when it comes to Golden State because of the amount of money they've spent. But Jordan Poole was going to get paid for the next four years. Chris Paul is under contract for a maximum of two. So they get off of Poole's contract. They get rid of a guy who who was just not in line with the culture of the team at this point and who had proven to, to not quite live up to the hype offensively, at least the hype relevant to what they signed him for, and was a liability on the defensive end. Adam, I got to run, but real quick, one sleeper. If things don't work out for Wembanyama in the way that people think it will rookie year, one sleeper for rookie of the year would be? 
Brandon Miller's going to take more shots than anybody. I would like that line. There it is. I like it. Brandon Miller, the number two pick in the draft of the Charlotte Hornets. Adam, great to meet you. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Adam Finkelstein, everybody, right here on a numbers game. You can follow him on Twitter. Adam Finkelstein. Coincidentally, no one else took it. He's got it. We'll come back. Drew Densick on the NBA draft. What we love. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 